up, my fellow challenge lovers? Welcome to The Challenge Historian, where we dive deep into all things MTV's The Challenge, past, present, or future. If it's happening in The Challenge Universe, then we are here to document it. I am your host and dedicated challenge historian, Jacob Hollaball. Thank you so very, very much for joining me here today to kick off this new week in challenge history, talking about not only the literal present of The Challenge, but in actuality, the future of the show, because today is the day we react to the All-Stars 4 cast. It came out a couple weeks ago. They left for filming. We got the official casting, you know, no longer just rumor mill, but actually who got on a plane, who showed up, who entered the game. And then, as I'm typical to do, I went radio silent because I don't want to know anything beyond that. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you maybe fall into that category. I don't know, but... I will put it out there right now. The only spoiler warning you get for the episode is this. If you don't want to know who's casted, you don't want to know who's there filming, then this isn't the podcast for you. I'm all about the casting spoilers. I don't want to know anything beyond that. So that's not what you're going to get. You're only going to get the cast. Whatever has been transpiring in the last week or two or whatever they've been filming for, if it's known out in the world, it's not to me, at least so far. And hopefully I keep it that way. It's getting harder and harder the more people now out there retweeting, quote tweeting, and talking about all over the internet, all of the different spoilers that come out. You pretty much got to go radio silent on those on Instagram, on Twitter, on anywhere on social media, Reddit, whatever. Reddit at least does a good job of like spoiler threads over here, not over there. I appreciate that. But it's now with a challenge season always filming with all of the different versions. It feels like I'm always trying to avoid spoilers, but we got the casting ones. We got the casting rumors, the official list. We got to talk about it. We got to react to it. Everyone's been doing it. Here I am to give mine as well. So a quick in and out today. We've got a bunch of thoughts. We'll make it fast going through All-Stars 4. Quick programming before we begin. Ride or Dies Wednesday will continue this week in the penultimate to put the penultimate episode, possibly second to last, third to last, who knows, but getting near the end. We're almost to that final on Ride or Dies, so that will be Wednesday night. On Friday, we've got the Season 39 Fantasy cast finally going to put that podcast out into the world and then next week we've got for sure rider dies and fingers crossed we might also have a special guest interview possibly next week it's uh it's not 100 percent locked in it hasn't happened yet so until it does i'm not going to say it's guaranteed or reveal a name or anything like that but i've got a special guest i'm hoping to be speaking with here soon so that possibly will be coming out next week as well so with that said let's dive in all-Stars 4 cast reactions, here we go. Before we get into opinions or thoughts or predictions, because yes, I've got some of those, not ironclad ones, but just like the earliest predictions, first glance reaction predictions, we've obviously got to say who this cast is. So if you haven't seen it already, if you haven't studied it yourself, here we go. Let's make sure we're all talking about the same people here. Here is the 24 folks scheduled to be on the show. We know they are, or at least started, plus the couple alternates we got waiting in the wings on the female side we're going to do this without much commentary because that's coming after we'll just fly right through female side avery tressler from real world portland two seasons of the challenge last seen in 2016 on rivals three ayana is back for her second all-star season fifth total challenge season last seen all-stars two cara maria is here ever heard of her fresh meat two 14 seasons last seen war of the world's two in 2019 flora the 
most OG of this entire cast, the furthest back, the longest since we've seen her, Flora from Real World Miami, one season of The Challenge. That was Val of the Seasons in 2002, and that was the last time we saw her. Jasmine from Cancun, six seasons, one All-Star season, last seen on All-Stars 2. Janelle from Real World Key West, two seasons of The Challenge, one All-Stars, last seen All-Stars 2, getting screwed over, really, in the final, as was everyone, even the winners participating in that final. Then we've got Cam, Are You the One? Five, five seasons of The Challenge, Kill a Cam, last seen in Double Agents. Laurel is here next, Fresh Meat 2, seven seasons of The Challenge, last seen Ride or Dies. By the time this show airs, last seen will be on the World Championships, Global Tournament, whatever the heck we're calling it. So lots of Laurel in our future, never a bad thing. Then we've got Nicole, Real World Skeletons, three seasons of The Challenge, last seen on Double Agents, exiting with an injury. Rachel Robinson is here, not just leading the challenge fitness no more. She returns to the challenge house itself. Campus Crawl, seven seasons, last seen in 2012 on Battle of the Exes. Tina from South Pacific, six seasons, two All-Star seasons, last seen very recently on All-Stars 3. And rounding out the Mean Girls trio, they're back and better than ever. Together, Veronica Portillo is here. Semester at Sea, 12 seasons, one All-Star season, last seen on Ride or Dies very recently. The one alternate on the female side is Genesis from Boston, two seasons of The Challenge, last seen Battle of the Sexes 2. Again, Genesis as the alternate on the men's side. We've got Ace from Paris, four seasons, one All-Star season, last seen getting destroyed by Letarian on All-Stars 1 and leaving battered and bruised. My guy Ace is back to give it another go, as is Adam Larson from The Quest. Three seasons of The Challenge, last seen not on The Challenge, but on Road Rules Viewers Revenge, getting in a fight with Abe. So, been a minute, and uh, I would assume 16 years later, maybe that is in the past and cooled off. Thankfully for him, Abe is not on this list. We won't have to really discuss that too much. Then we've got Brad from Real World San Diego, of course. Ten seasons, two All-Star seasons last seen. Very recently coming in runner-up on All-Stars 3. Brandon Nelson is here. Fresh meat, two, five seasons uh, of The Challenge. Last seen on Free Agents in 2014. Derek from Cancun is here. Two seasons of The Challenge. One All-Star season last seen All-Stars 2. Jay Gotti, the most surprising of all of the casting decisions of all time in the challenge house. I'm just going to say that now. We'll get one opinion quick out of the way right from the start. If you're like, who is Jay Gotti? Jay from Real World Explosion, a.k.a. from Battle of the X's 2 final when he wouldn't drink and got destroyed by TJ and now is out trying to call himself a great challenger. And guess what? It's, it somehow got him on the show. So Jay is here out of un, inexplicably. I don't know. There'll be more on him later for sure. Keefla is here from Real, uh, Road Rules Down Under. One season of the challenge plus a cameo on the following season of the challenge, which is when he was last seen on the challenge 2000 as a guest judge for one of the missions. Leroy is here, as said earlier, from Real World Las Vegas, number two, 12 seasons, last seen on Double Agents. Ryan Kehoe is here from Fresh Meat, five seasons, one All-Stars, last seen on All-Stars 2, as is Steve Mankey 
from Road Rules The Quest. One season of the challenge, one All-Star season, which was All-Stars 2, and now back for his second All-Star season, joining the esteemed list of folks who have now done more All-Stars seasons than regular seasons of the show. Pretty wild. Tony Reigns is here, Real World Skeleton, six seasons last seen, dominating on Final Reckoning, and Tyree Ballard from Real World Denver, six seasons last seen on Rivals 2 in 2013 with my man Cyrus, Real World Boston, the OG, in waiting as an alternate. He and Genesis, the Real World Boston, former castmates, chilling in the alternates lounge, hotel, whatever. Hopefully they got some decent digs hanging out, waiting for their chance to enter the game. Five seasons for Cyrus, two All-Star seasons last seen on All-Stars 3. And again, he is the alternate alongside Genesis. So that's your 24 people plus your two alternates who flew down to South Africa. That is where the location is for this season. And now that we've read through all the names, let's react to it more so than we already just did. We had to sneak in a couple opinions and reactions as we read through the list. But here's how we're going to do this. This is All-Stars 4, so let's be nice and on theme. I'm going to give you four thoughts. I'm going to give you four opinions. Are those the same things? Yes, but, you know, themes, guys. All-Stars 4, 4, 4, and four predictions. So four thoughts, four opinions, four predictions. Those are the reactions I've got for you here about the All-Stars forecast. So let's start with the thoughts. Four thoughts for you, starting with, are they trying, are they actively trying to make up for always having prioritized the male cast for the majority of the history of the show, which they did always and forever for at least the first 20 to 25 seasons? That was very clear and obvious, you know, specific male cast members, but also just the male cast seemed like it was always a bit more of a priority. That was a problem they had to learn to adapt and get rid of. So are they trying to make up for having always done that by purposely giving us an incredible female cast and a kind of weak male cast? Is that, was that the purpose of this? Was that, you know, is that what they were really going for? Cause we got a pretty stacked and amazing female cast. And on the men's side, well, I've got love for basically everyone on this list and I'm kind of intrigued by almost everyone on this list. I can find a way to be intrigued is definitely a little weak uh, as far as all-stars casts go and the female side is definitely pretty damn stacked as far as even all-stars casts go so I don't know I feels like they're trying to maybe make up for something a little bit but all you got to do guys is uh, just actually treat the female cast correctly and as equally important that would suffice you're allowed to just be awesome to everyone across the board you don't have to now like you know, it, it, it would be nice if they actually, some producer actually came out and was like, Jacob, you're spot on. We feel shitty about all of the times we, you know, prioritized the male cast and kind of didn't give a shit about our female stars and the female cast. And we're trying to make up for that. So we're shitting on the men's side and we're boosting up the female side. I'd be like, okay, that's pretty cool. I can't believe you admit that. I can't believe I was right. And then my first thought about this was spot on, but also what about just like treating everyone awesome? That's that's also a way to go. What about just a stacked cast across the board? That's also a way to go. So that's thought number one. It feels, it almost feels, my first, literal first reaction was like, whoa, stacked female cast. Huh? A little, little weak on the men's side. Uh, feels like that might be on purpose, but what would that purpose be? So that's thought number one. Thought number two. Are we headed for Inferno 4? Could the theme, could the format be 
an inferno season because, and I'm not the first to point this out. I've seen this pointed out in a bunch of different places. There's at least some breadcrumbs that could lead to this. Most likely being that the season is in South Africa. The last time we were there was Inferno 3. Okay, so that's a connection. There's 24 cast members versus 20 when they did would do the Inferno season. So it's bigger. It's not the exact same, but it's still just small enough. Two teams of 12. That could still totally work as far as the team format goes. 12 on a side. It's about as big as a team format kind of can go where I feel like it's still going to work pretty well. And a lot of this cast has done an Inferno season before. Like a bunch of them have been, you know, there's three or four that were on Inferno 3. There's a bunch that were on Inferno 2 or even Inferno 1. So that is kind of there. And then finally, of course, is just like, it would make sense if they chose to do one of the OG themes. Finally, in an All-Stars, they kind of need a bit of a format change from the individual with pseudo partners that the first three seasons of All-Stars has been. So it would make sense if they're like, hey, we should do kind of an OG season. They didn't take my idea. They didn't do straight up real world road rules. But if they were like, we should just call it Gauntlet or Inferno or one of those two really are the two options you have to pick from. I guess they could go dual if they wanted to keep it individual and call it something, but I think they it would it would behoove them to use one of the old school themes that everyone loves and has all this good cachet. And this one to me, it seems like the most likely if that were to happen would be Inferno 4. Unless could it be that they're doing Battle of the Sexes 3, which would make the casting make slightly more sense to be like, let's stack the female side and let's maybe like make the men's side not as, as a collectively impressive so that unlike in the first two Battle of the Sexes seasons, we don't have like a bunch of dudes who love each other and are awesome and have all this camaraderie and it turns into this boring thing where they have no drama and they can just win or whatever. But then they would be using the format of arguably the two worst seasons ever or so far i've called the first 20 seasons they're the two worst seasons ever because of that reason they're just kind of boring they didn't they didn't work the way it seems like they would obviously work but could they try it again and if they did would this be the time to totally flip the script or would it end up being kind of boring again i don't know i'm hoping for inferno four thought number three there is some great purposeful casting that deserves applause Casting is not just always about getting the biggest, biggest names, but it is, as I've said over and over and over again, about putting the right people together to create the right storylines that would work and that would be interesting and just, you know, would drum up attention for the show, which it, it does need. So some really good and interesting purposeful casting, for instance. Jasmine and Tyree on the season together. You're going to be Tyree back in. Give him at least someone he's familiar with. And what? who better than Jasmine, who he has been partnered with before, who he formerly hooked up with. The two of them had a hookup, whatever that was, early 20 seasons, one of the rival ones. I think Jasmine's rookie season, uh, if I remember correctly. And now she's recently single. Now, do I think these two are like some, you know, long lost lovers? Of course not. Do I think they're gonna like rekindle some romance on this season? No, but I do know that no matter what, the two of them being there together means one of the producers is gonna ask them both questions about it in confessional and force a little bit of fun and at least a flashback video or two of the two of them. So that's smart and you can get a little something out of that in your first couple of episodes, whether they want you to or not, whether they play along or not. Then you've also got Tony there 
with Nicole. If you're going to bring Nicole into All-Stars, which we'll get to later, that's one of the only stretches they're kind of making here. Not that she's not an All-Star, but this like very recent should be maybe on the flagship. But Tony's there with Nicole. They're buds. They're going to be great. He doesn't have, you know, the bananas there, his best buddy, but he does have Leroy. But regardless, Tony's there to support Nicole, who also has Kara and Laurel both in the house. And those three have previously had an incredible, incredible season of love triangle in their past. So that's all great. And then, of course, the most obvious and best one and most necessary one that I'm so glad they did is Tina, Rachel, and Veronica are there together at last. The Mean Girl Trio back in our lives together. We just saw them get like a big chunk deservedly of an episode of the Challenge documentary. Now they're back in a Challenge house together with also great casting of an obvious Cara, Cam, maybe Laurel on the other side of them is kind of the newer school alliance versus the older school alliance on the female side just setting us up for incredible plus between those two the rest of the women i'm like i have no idea if i just went one by one it was like would they choose tina rachel veronica to kind of be with would they choose Kara, cam and laurel to maybe be on their side i don't know and so that just adds even more intrigue it's fantastic so Great purposeful casting, deserves applause. Fourth and final thought before we get to the opinions, which are basically just more thoughts. They did okay in bringing in new people. They could have went further, but they did a decent to good job. And that was one of the biggest gripes of After All-Stars 3 was like, let's make sure we're like cycling in some new people each round. And it's not just like, you know, the same people doing All-Stars every season. That's not going to lead to exactly, that's not really what we're looking for in the fandom. So they did okay. Bringing in new people could have went a little further. I by the reason I say they did pretty good. No one has previously done all three seasons of All-Stars. So that's good. Only Brad and Tina have done two, unless Cyrus enters the game, and then he would be a third person that's done two seasons and now is doing their third. And those are okay picks to get their third, especially Tina, given the Veronica Rachel are there and wanting to see those three together. And then finally, younger people that are in this cast mostly make sense. Leroy and Cam are not going to do the flagship now with the baby. That is expected and honestly makes perfect sense. Same with Tony. He wasn't doing the flagship. And Leroy, Cam, and Tony, you want all three of them involved somewhere in the challenge world if you can have it. So it makes sense that they're like, our only option to get them is for this. We need them. Let's get them. Nicole and Jay are the only two other like younger people that don't really have a great reason for being here in this house. Nicole should be on the main show. Nicole's awesome. Nicole is an all-star in my mind in her short couple of seasons, but she should be on the main show. She's pretty recent. And then Jay should probably be nowhere near a challenge set, but we'll get to him again a little bit more later, but you already kind of know my thoughts. Remember when I said this would be quick? I'm the worst sometimes. Moving into now four opinions. Are opinions different than thoughts? It's a different word, and this way we can have four more of them and call it something different in All-Stars 4 for opinions. Yeah, you get it by this point. And yeah, these are a little bit more. The thoughts were a little lighter than these opinions I feel a little more strongly about and are a little more ferocious of takes, if I do say myself, starting with 
the obvious, the one everyone has to talk about. We actually talked about it before we even got the official news. We thought maybe we could stir up enough of a fervor that they would correct their mistake, but they didn't. Sarah and Susie are not there. Sarah and Susie got screwed, and so too did we, the fans. They got this completely and utterly wrong, and even with a stacked female cast, can you imagine if they would have added in Sarah and Susie, maybe get rid of, I don't know, Flora or Janelle, who I love and does deserve to be there given what happened on All-Stars 2 and that she very well could have won that season. So, like, I get that, but that notwithstanding, you know, remove Flora, remove Janelle, remove Ayana. Honestly, even as big as a fan as I am and as excited as I am, if I'm being fair, remove Avery and swap these two in, swap these two for any of those four, and just, wow. The lineup would go from like an A-A female cast to an absolute A+, and those are rare in the history of the challenge. And we were right there. We had it. They said yes. They were going to do it. And Susie especially would have mixed in like perfectly storyline-wise with some, all these people. She crossed paths with a bunch of them at kind of different points. She was one of those, you know, was on as early of a season as anyone, season four, and then, you know, had a bit more of a real run in the teens season. So she crossed paths with some of the newer players that are in this group. It just would have been perfect. And Sarah there would have been perfect. And we would have had Sarah, Rachel, Kara, and Laurel, and Cam, like, you know, just across the board, it would have been incredible from a competition standpoint, show standpoint, the whole thing. And it just leaves me, you know, a little baffled that they messed that up as much as they did. Or do they think they're like saving them? Because they're like, we got Kara. People are going to be super thrilled about that. We got Rachel back and Veronica and Tina here with her. We got, you know, people are going to be excited about that. Do they think they're like holding out for like, we can't play everything at once? Well, like play all your cards at once. These two should be there prayer hand emojis all day every day hoping that they get this right next time around and that those two after being screwed over like this are still willing to say yes and to possibly come on the show and be on all stars five so let's all keep our fingers crossed let's all send all the positive love and affection to sarah and Susie and make it known that we want them more than anyone else on all stars five second opinion here, since I just, you know, had to go and name the couple of ladies that maybe shouldn't be there or were most replaceable, um, should I say, let's actually go through the men's list that we call the week, and it's for a reason. Here's here's the guys that probably shouldn't be there. If I'm being honest, Ace shouldn't, and I really like Ace, and I think there is another season of All-Stars where it would have been amazing to have Ace, but this isn't the right group of people to put him with. If he's going to be there... I want a bit more of the people he was connected to in, you know, either real world Paris or in his seasons on the challenge. So if I'm being honest, Ace probably shouldn't be in this season of All-Stars. Derek, he already did one and uh, doing one for him was, you know, was like, yeah, that, that's OK. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. But as you know, it's it takes a lot for me to be like that person not only should be on all stars, but should be on multiple seasons of all stars when they only were on a couple seasons of the show and weren't, you know, massive, massive impact players, you know, that where it's like, OK, that is just unbelievable, like for one season, you know, the way we'd feel like if Sarah Grayson was in the house would be like one season. But yeah, like super. Everyone knows her name. Super memorable. Unbelievable. You know, one season. But 
what one season it was, that kind of thing. So I don't think Derek really needs to be there. Jay, obviously, like, seriously, what the, what the fuck is with Jay getting cast on this show? It doesn't make any sense. Is this purely just for the ridicule? Has has MTV, I guess, Paramount Plus, uh, CBS, Viacom, whatever the hell they're called these days, is this just like we're going back? We're all for bullying now because we're he's just gonna get bullied online about like how bad he was previously and that he was invited maybe as like a joke or whatever. How much did they pay him to agree to this? Because he seems self-aware about it which i'll get to in one quick second but like how much did they pay him because he's got to know like i'm gonna get roasted for this and i've unless i go there and like do really 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 well but also like do you i don't know maybe he thinks he's gonna do really 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 well but i don't think he's going to physically stack up against most of these other guys and It's not like he's got a bunch of best friends in the house or anything where he's going to like be able to avoid stuff and lead an alliance or anything like that. I have no idea, but maybe they paid him a bunch. I don't know. Maybe they didn't pay him at all. Maybe he's delusional and wants to be there. Or maybe he's a mastermind because did his tweet at Tyson work? Do you remember when he, during Challenge USA, Tyson Apostle, the front runner of the show who came up just short on the Sudoku at the end, famed survivor player Tyson. He tweeted out how, you know, how much better he would be than almost 90% or something like that of all challengers who ever played the game. And Jay, of all people, responded to it like, I don't even remember what he said, but it was like, it was like dog walk you or something like that. I don't even know. Like, just that he would run circles around him, something, and it was just like, of all people to come out of the woodwork, when the Wes's or the Bananas or someone comes out as like, Tyson, slow your roll. That's one thing. When when it was Jay being like, bro, you're nothing, that was weird. But did that work? Because then we were all talking about him for a while there. I did like 10 minutes on a podcast just about that tweet. Like It was incredible. So maybe he's a mastermind after all. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve for this season. I don't know. Maybe they just gave him a whole bunch of money, but it doesn't make sense, and he shouldn't be there. Keyflub shouldn't be there. One season plus one cameo. Maybe I I don't know his road rules season. I don't know a lot of remember at least a lot of the road rules seasons, almost any of them really, as a matter of fact. And so maybe he was a super duper star in the season of road rules, but he was like good. I enjoyed him on season two, real world versus road rules. I loved when he pops in as the host of the like snake pit challenge or it was something with snakes in a pit. I don't remember what it was actually called on season three challenge 2000, but just because you're like a great cool guy uh doesn't make you necessarily an all-star so he kind of feels like the equivalent of flora on the female side of like each season they've done this where they're like let's take like a true true og og like i was on in the 90s person and just bring them back so they could be like say like we put some like from the 90s like true og on the show and it's like yeah you did and i appreciate it and i'm sure keefla appreciates it and i'm happy for him to get the chance but if i'm talking who should and should not probably be there in the cast he's got to make the list it also pains me to say ryan probably you know he definitely deserved one all-stars appearance he was an all-star absolutely in his five seasons i loved him in those seasons and i was a big fan of the fact that he made all-stars but multi he kind of falls in a a different version than Derek because five seasons versus the two. And I, again, I was like full throated, like Ryan's an all-star. This is amazing. I'm so happy he was on all-stars once, but multiple 
I don't know. And again, kind of falls in that ace category for me of like, I would love to have him on again if the casting was right for him to play like an awesome role and have strong ties to a bunch of people. I don't know in this cast if I'm like, did we really use Ryan's second all-star appearance all that well? We'll see. I don't know. But he makes the list. And then Steve Mankey, one season was a stretch already. He was only on one season of the show before. He's remembered as losing to Trichelle and a Tangram, and that's kind of it. Now, I love, I found out recently, his comedy. He showed up to the Challenge Mania Laugh in Chicago. He made me laugh my ass off. Absolutely awesome dude meeting him, talk to him afterwards. Incredible guy. Incredibly funny. I don't know. If, I don't think he actually does like stand up. I think he was just like a thing he'd always wanted to do or had done way in the past, chose to do it. Was incredible at it. But this is the good fortune of all good fortunes of casting that he's now doing his second season of All Stars. So, Steve, Ryan, Keefla, Jay, Derek, Ace. That's six. That's half the cast where I'm like, are, should they be there? Do they need to be there? That's pretty tough. Third opinion this was made for Brad, Leroy, and Tony to win. This was clearly, clearly done so that one of those three people will win this show. Hands down, that's what the production team wants. And I think we'll get to predictions momentarily. They're going to get some version of it because this is either so Leroy can get his first win, which would just be fantastic for the show. We'd all cry. Leroy's beloved. Getting him that first one would be amazing. Now he's got the baby, everything about it. Or getting Tony his first real win because his win that he has isn't real because those shows aren't real and their names won't be spoken. And cap off the huge, you know, life turnaround, great guy, Tony story that he is a great, wonderful person now and has had this massive life turnaround and gave us so much entertainment in the time while he turned everything around. Getting him his first real win would be a massive boon for the show. Or Brad getting Brad a win that both, you know, from All-Stars 2 and then second place to Wes again in All-Stars 3. And then just the fact that his only win is currently Cutthroat, which it was him and Tori, which was great in the moment. What a wonderful story. And now all these years later is, you know, she's kind of put him through hell recently during their divorce and everything that's went down with that. So getting him a win that isn't cutthroat, that he can be remembered back to a challenge championship, both while his kids are of an age to like watch and remember it fully. And also that doesn't include his ex-wife in it. That would be a great story for them and a little bit of redemption for some of the times he's maybe gotten screwed over in the past. So this feels like it was made of like, all right, who do we want to win All-Stars for? Like, well, we got Leroy and Tony, and also Brad is willing to come back, and like, that'd be good. And they just were like, okay, great. Let's make sure one of those three wins on the men's side. Boom, done. They did it. They absolutely did it. If one of those three doesn't win, I'm going to be completely, completely baffled. Fourth and final opinion, then. I'm beyond thrilled that Cara Maria is back. I am beyond thrilled. I have been banging the table, as have many, 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 many of you out there for getting Cara Maria back on the challenge. It's it was it, one season break certainly deserved. I was open and calling for that too, maybe even two seasons, but not more than that. And it's been way too long. And so I'm thrilled, but also it does feel like, am I just being negative that it kind of feels like a slap in the face that they're willing to bring her back, which we thought maybe they were like, she's secretly banned or something. But she wasn't. They were just like, we're gonna, no, we're not going to bring you back. And that they skipped over having her on Ride or Dies or the World Championships. But then we're like, yeah, you can do All-Stars 4. And it's like, thanks. But also, 
Kara and Polly on Ride or Dies would have been the best thing in the history of that specific season. Uh, would The best thing for that season. I went a little extra there. Would didn't make sense. But would have been the best thing that could have happened that season. And Kara in the global tournament would have been the most deserved thing that could have happened possibly for that season that is upcoming. So while I'm thrilled and while I would not have it any other way, if you got if I got to pick, is she in this cast or not? I would say yes, a thousand times over. It also does just timing wise feel a little bit like, really? Really? Like you wait you you, you waited till right now? <sighs> Thanks, but also I wish it would have been a little bit sooner. We did four thoughts. We did four opinions, which were different things. And now we will close it out with four predictions. These are not ironclad. These are just, again, as everything here has been, first glance reaction. I saw the list. I was like, what are the first things that go flying through this challenge historian's mind? And these were the first things prediction-wise that came to mind. I was like, boom, first gut instinct. This is what I think is going to happen. And again, because I think we're far enough into them filming that I assume there are some spoilers starting to hit of the first you know, few people eliminate anything like that. So this is free of any of that. I have avoided it. I will avoid it. I will do my damnedest to avoid it. And never, you know, I never want anything spoiled beyond who is there, who is filming. I love knowing that as soon as I can possibly know it. So this is all just me. First gut reaction written in pencil certain to probably be updated, thrown in the trash, and rewritten in possible pen by the time we actually are starting to watch All-Stars 4, doing a true full season preview for All-Stars 4. So, predictions, four of them in pencil. First one, the mean girls, Veronica, Tina, and Rachel, can't believe they're going to be in the challenge house together. This is going to be amazing. The mean girls, Get all the screen time for the first three episodes, deservedly, by the way. But Veronica and Tina are taken out early. That's prediction number one. The three of them, they're going to be the story. They're hopefully going to be like, you know, if they they did the who walked in and what order with who really, really well on All-Stars 2 and 3, I think they're going to nail it again, and it's going to end, either start or end with Veronica, Tina, and Rachel. Veronica and Tina, it started with, and then Mark last time. So maybe they give them the hammer this time. They walk in together, the three of them, everyone else there, and applauds for them. I could see that. One way or the other, those three are going to get all the screen time. First couple episodes, they're going to be the main story is that trio being together. And both because it's deserved and it's fun, and that's what we want to see, but also because it's going to be the only chance we get because two of them, Veronica and Tina, are going to be taken out early because of prediction number two, which is... Car Maria, Cam, Leroy, Tony, and Nicole, those five, that's a fucking strong alliance. Like, strong, strong, strong alliance of people who physically are going to be dominant within this house and strategically are all, maybe not all, but Cam for sure, and Leroy and Cara at their times. And even Tony, in his best moments, have shown the strategic side of it. And I just think the five of them together, it's obvious. Those Cam and Leroy obviously are going to be working together. Duh. Kara is good friends with them. It's definitely going to be very supportive and linked up with Cam. Tony and Nicole are kind of a package deal. I would assume would run as a package and are good friends with those three as well. It would make sense, the five of them. I just see no way that those five don't work together and that they're not an unbelievably strong alliance that runs this game full stop. Plus, you throw in the fact that Laurel may you know, join that group that Brandon Nelson probably joins that group. If you were to be in a, an alliance, if this turns into a two side alliance and that's one side, he's probably joining it. 
plus a Jay, Avery, Tyree, all possible available votes that again if it goes two alliance ways and kind of the mean girls on one side leading more the og stuff versus this group of five leading the kind of younger kids you know there's young votes to possibly have so i think those five run this game full stop which is why i think veronica and tina are taken out early but rachel stays because number three prediction number three rachel robinson will call out cara maria for an all-time elimination battle that everyone acts really, really nice about, but clearly knows that legacies are on the line. Now, is this a prediction? Yes. Is this also just a deep desire and hope that somehow, some way, the alliance that Kara is a part of, you know, throws in Rachel, but she gets to pick her opponent and she's like, you know what? I'm not taking any easy outs. I don't really want to run in the final against you. I want to beat you right here and now. Kara, come on down here and we get those two going head to head. And I don't know what would be the most appropriate for those two to do. Maybe not so fast. Honestly, they're both, you know, fitness enthusiasts, if not fitness professionals, if not fitness aficionados, just whatever you want to call them. They're both incredibly athletic and in shape people. And, uh, they both, you know, uh, Cara more than Rachel on the CrossFit side, more things probably has her hands on the battle ropes a little more often, but I'm sure Rachel has, you know, done the plenty of the workouts with them, climbing rope, battle ropes, whatever it is. Maybe you throw uh, not so fast at them. Maybe you make it a headbanger. I don't know, but I think I'm hoping and I'm predicting to try to will it into existence that Rachel gets thrown in and calls out Cara Maria and we get an epic, epic elimination battle. And then the fourth and final prediction, the winners. Again, in pencil, not in pen. I fully reserve the right to change my mind before I do the actual full season preview whenever this season decides to air, which I'm guessing timeline-wise, we still got to watch the uh, probably 15-episode World Championships. Then right after that, I assume, All-Stars 4 will debut. So we're what, maybe... 20 weeks out, half a year out, summertime possibly. If we're looking at springtime, maybe we get war or uh, world championships summertime, late summer into fall, we get All-Stars 4. So we're a ways away. But when we get there, we'll do the official ones. But for now, gut reaction right when I saw it, Tony and Cam, those are who he's going to win. With Kara going full on, fall on the sword for Cam that she floated out that she would be willing to do long ago. So I think Tony and Cam get it. I think those two were arguably the best players on Vendettas, a season that Kara eventually won. So I think we get lots of callbacks to that season being made when those three are dominant in the final together. I think Tony and Cam are the two winners. Would it be perfect if it was Cam and Leroy? Yes, it would. Would everyone be like, man, this was set up, wasn't it? Yeah, and guess what? For the first time in challenge history, a bunch of people would accuse the production of fixing it for a specific result, and everyone would be happy and fine with it. So go ahead, fix away production. If you want to make it, Cam and Leroy win and ride into the sunset together with, please, a million dollars this time. No 500,000 stuff that we've seen. A million dollars. That's what we play for on the challenge. A million dollars. I don't care what season of the challenge it is. One million dollars, please, and thank you, into the fund's of young Kingston. Cam will get the win. Maybe Leroy will be with her. I think Tony will be with her, but maybe I'll change that opinion by the time we get to it. So that's your predictions, your thoughts, your opinions, your cast for All-Stars 4, your reactions to it. Did I say this was going to be super quick and then go on for well over 35 minutes? Yep. That's just, uh, you know, 
that's a prediction you should make every time you click play on this podcast, which I'm so thankful that you do. And if you don't mind, while you're still here, go ahead, hit that follow, hit that subscribe, hit that automatic download, or if you're just listening, hit that download button on this episode. That helps a lot. If you happen to be watching on YouTube, smash that subscribe button for me. That's a big key. Thank you so much for that. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. We've got Ride or Dies coming up on Wednesday. We've got Season 39 Fantasy Cast coming up on Friday. We've possibly, you keep your fingers crossed too, as will I, for a very special guest next week. And we've got a whole bunch more coming as we hit spring. Eventually, as we get into summer, things will ramp back up. So thanks for being here. Appreciate listening. Love to all of you. Until we talk again, peace.